Hi, and welcome to the Fit for Business podcast with me, Hayley Field, also known as the Food Ninja. I'm here to chat with business owners about their health and how it impacts their business and vice versa, and to share with you all the latest tools, tips and strategies that are working for myself and my clients. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the next episode of the Fit for Business podcast with me, Hayley Food Ninja. And today we have our first international guest. I'm very excited. Um, All the way from Australia. Um, We have Deirdre, is it Amis? Am I getting that right? Amis, as in more than one Amy. Amy. Ah, oh, that's such a good way of remembering it. Yeah. So welcome, Deirdre, and thanks for being my first international guest. Well, that is super exciting. I am so, so happy to be the first from the other side of the world. I was actually just thinking today, oh, it's a bit cold. And then I thought, no, I'm talking to Hayley today. Um, She would totally rubbish me saying it's a bit cold. It's so not, it's not cold. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you probably can't do that kind of like cold water exposure stuff in Australia, can you? There's nothing cold. The pool's still pretty cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're going to be my inspiration for some cold water therapy through the winter. Amazing. Oh, I'm going to keep an eye on you for that. We'll uh, <laughs> where you're getting on. <laughs> so could you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do and your kind of journey to self-employment? My first disclaimer is that I, I live in Australia, but I'm actually a Kiwi. So um, <laughs> if anyone is picking up on that little twang in my accent, that's why. Um, I've got a hybrid thing going on. Um, So I am an intuitive business and money coach, which is a bit of a slightly fluffy way of saying I help people sort their stuff out. Um, But it's it's also I do what what it says on the box. I help with your business and your money. So I'm helping creative online entrepreneurs from around the world to sort their simplify their stuff so that they are actually making life-changing and income-changing shifts. They're no longer discounting for silly reasons, and so they're more profitable, and they're no longer over-delivering either, which is massive. I know that you're big on this whole burnout, don't-do-it thing, and I am too, so high-five on that. Uh, My background is, like, I came from corporate, I sort of fell into that. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and shied away from it because I saw them all burning out. Oh, and wow. I That's really interesting. Enough to kind of put you off doing it yourself. Yeah, growing up in a tourist town and everybody was working seven days a week for nine, ten months of the year. Wow. You only ever took a, a holiday in the winter. And I was like, but I want to go to the beach and I want to play in the sun and have fun and actually enjoy summer. I don't want to be serving people. That's so interesting because I don't know if you know, but I lived in Ibiza for five years and everyone was like, oh, my God, I bet that's amazing. I bet you're at the beach all the time. And I was like, actually, no, it wasn't. First of all, (laughs) it's so fucking expensive to live there that you had to work all the time to be able to afford it. Second of all, um, you know, all even though I was working online, all of my friends had businesses. So they worked all summer. So I had no one to go to the beach with anyway, if I'd had time. 
And then thirdly, a lot of them were so sick of the island by the winter, they'd all leave and go off to India for three months or something. So I was going to sat there on my own. So it, people, I don't think people realise that, you know, when you live in a kind and I still, I live in a tourist town now, really. I live in Bournemouth by the sea. But I don't, I think people don't realise that it looks lovely, but it doesn't mean you're on holiday all the time. No. Well, people think that everyone in Australia goes to the beach for, for Christmas. No. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse, to be honest. But yeah, it's so I totally shied away from all of that because I was just like, I just don't want to do that. And ended up still being of service, working in corporate admin. Yeah. Um, and just sort of progressed through the ranks. And I was an executive assistant in various forms for basically 25 years. Wow. Mm, looking after other people, making sure they had a great experience at work, organising their day. At the end of it, I was just burnt out, stressed, unhappy, wondering when the hell is it going to be my turn to Mm. feel like I'm getting ahead and actually contributing something amazing. Wow. So so what was the kind of turning point or the kind of jump-off point, if you like, where you just thought, I'm sick of this shit? What could I do that would be less stressful? I know that's why I thought, oh, what could I do that would be less stressful than corporate? I'll have my own business. Yeah, yeah. So 2014, I was actually made redundant from my job through no fault of my own, mm. let's just say. Uh, there's, there's a whole other story in that one, I can assure you. Um, but around that time, I started in network marketing. We all got to start somewhere. And yeah. so I dipped my toe in there and it was a lot of fun. But after a few years, I still hadn't made any money. I went back into the corporate environment working full time and just decided, you know what, I can help people. I sat in a conference one one year and just looked around at me and thought, two and a half thousand people in this room. I can help at least 2,000 of them in a different way than this business model. So I jumped into coaching and built that behind the scenes while I was working full-time in my corporate job to the point where it became my bigger priority, of course, and my bosses knew about it. And so what do you know? Another redundancy came along in 2019 because they could see my heart was not in it. And I just grabbed it and ran and I'm, I'm like, Line in the sand here. <laughs> I am not going back to corporate. Yeah. I, I just I can't do it. So there's there's no other option but to be a successful entrepreneur. Doing all right so far. That's awesome. And I think it is very often that when we sort of get backed into that corner or have those experiences that you I think that's what makes you successful business owner because you're just like, I know what the alternative is. Oh, yeah. I'm not going back there. And this has to be a success. And I think, you know, I know I certainly felt like that. And I've got clients who felt like that as well. So do you think that having that background of having been in corporate and done a lot of things that you didn't necessarily enjoy, do you think that that gives you this kind of drive to be successful? Yep. I know exactly what I don't want to do. Um, And it's actually surprising. Most people don't know what they want. I don't know. So they stay in the comfort zone. I didn't know what I wanted either, yeah. but I knew I was very clear on what I did not want. And it was to be getting pushed around and paid rubbish, just all of that corporate bullshit. 
yeah. that you have to deal with. So I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not doing this ever again. If it came to the crunch, and I've talked about this with my husband, if it came to the crunch, I would just go work in the supermarket or I'll go and do a barista's course or something and I'll make coffee. Yeah, something that you can just leave there when you leave, right? Because that never yeah. happens in corporate, does it? Even though you have working hours, oh, um, yeah. you know, it's always sort of follows you home, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, I had to set a boundary with most of the bosses that I had over the years that just because I have a mobile phone does not mean I'm going to answer it at 10 o'clock at night. You have to say that. Yeah, especially when they're overseas and on a different time zone. And I'm like, no, I can't even hear my phone ring. It's on silent in the kitchen. Yeah. So obviously you started your business and I assume obviously since then you've had zero problems, right? Nothing's, you know, you've had no problems with your health or anything like that. It's oh, new- no, no, it's been great. <laughs> so great. The, i got to say the hardest thing was actually juggling the full-time corporate while I was in the early stages of my business because mm-hmm. there was all of this pressure from all sides, Plus, I've got a beautiful husband and two boys who are now 18 and 21, but at the time they were a bit younger, still needing to be driven around. So there was a whole lot of family stuff as well. And that was probably the peak of my burnout in that Mm -hmm. phase. And so um, one tip (laughs) that I'm just going to fling out there right now for anyone who's just getting started in business, hang in there. Because mm-hmm. it's a horrible phase when you're juggling everything. Yeah. But if you push on through in the right ways, you you will be able to break free of it. It's difficult, isn't it? Because we're obviously, you know, talking about how, you know, don't get burned out. You can design your business how you want. And, you know, you can design your life how you want so that you can have a successful business and not suffer these issues. But, you know, with business, there is always going to be that period, isn't there, like you've described, where it's going to feel really horrible just because it's something you choose to do and no one's telling you what to do. There is still this period where it's going to be really fucking hard. And I think just making sure that you have that understanding and that feeling that it's temporary and there's a solution to it and, you know, not do that thing that a lot of my clients certainly do when they first come to me you know I'm like oh okay well I think maybe we should plan in a bit of downtime into your days each day yeah well when I just finish this one project mm-hmm. like then I'll do that and I'm like yeah do you know what when you finish that one project another one will come along and then another one and you'll be like yeah I just I just need to get this done and then I'll do that because yeah you don't do you no it's the whole I'll be happy when yeah concept and yeah I'll get to that and they just you just keep deprioritizing your own health and wellness and as I just said to my son the other day you got to look after your body because it's the only place you've got to live this is it (laughs) so take care of it and you've got to prioritize yourself and so I've actually started calling self-care soul care instead Because it's good for my soul and it's it helps me focus on not just me being self. Mm. It's it's when I look after myself, I can help so many more people because I've got the energy and the focus and my brain is firing on all cylinders. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you say, you can perform well in your business, but it means more to people around you as well, doesn't it? You know, when you're looking after yourself, you can be a better wife, partner, parent, you know, friend, all that kind of stuff. So it's not just about is self-care. I need to go and have a bubble bath or anything. It's about yeah, I hate all that shit. I don't do bubble baths. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I always say to people, if you think that you can fix three weeks of absolutely hustle and grind bullshit in your business by having a fucking bubble bath, like <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, because self-care doesn't necessarily mean that, does it? It means being, you know, confident, you know, having downtime so that you can process your thoughts and emotions and express yourself appropriately to the people around you and like just be less of a dick <laughs> generally, you know, with stuff like that. God, when I think back over the years, so I've been, hubby and I have been married for 25 years and I, when I think back on how many times I've been such a bitch <laughs> just because I'm cranky and I'm, or I'm hungry or just whatever, don't mess with my sleep. Like, <laughs> you'll see the worst side of me if you, if I don't get enough sleep. So wow. yeah. gotta look after yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, you had that period where you're kind of doing everything, working, business, mum taxi, all that kind of stuff. And you mentioned there that you were sort of getting close to sort of burnout, overwhelm, that kind of stuff. How did you recognise that? And, and what did you do to, to change that situation? Well, this was all really developing through the early part of 2019. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I've been doing personal development stuff for years yeah. Leading up to that, I was hyper aware of the scientific impact of stress and how it shortens your DNA and shortens your life. And mm-hmm. so I was even coaching people on this. And it was such a weird time because I'm experiencing it as well as observing it within myself. And I'm going, fuck me. <laughs> That's it. Holy shit. This is this is what it feels like. And I can put a label on what this is. So it was quite a strange situation to find myself in. But that also helped me to manage it so much better than I have Mm -hmm. previously. I was really strong with boundaries. There was somebody who was moving in to take over my job. And I had to say to her, literally, back off, bitch. I'm not dead yet. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise. And I'm like, hold that tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was a a very, very interesting time. Um, Mm. I I know that meditation is brilliant, but when you're in the thick of it, when you are fully stressed, it's not possible. The important part of your brain just shuts down. You can't be creative when you're stressed and overworked, which is why I love working with creative people because I'm like, mm-hmm. I can see that stress and, and stuff showing up in you and here's how you can minimize it. So yeah, just meditation. Um, I was trying to exercise, but again, just too much going on and mm. eventually the job had to go. Yeah, which is a great way of getting rid of stress, isn't it? It was just like, although it doesn't just vanish overnight. It probably took me a good, and I was quite proud of myself, it took probably only four months to really start to feel like myself again. That's good. Yeah, I was quite impressed with that. It is. And I think it's important 
maybe for people to realize the difference between kind of stress and and what you're describing because I always talk to my clients about trying to reframe stress because stress is always seen as kind of like the bad guy when actually it's just a natural physiological response and it is super useful to us I always say you know if I get not when we're heading towards burnout but you know when I get a client who says to me I'm stressed I'm like well great that means that you know something that you care about needs your attention that's what stress is it's like hey I really care about this thing and you know and actually the physiological responses of stress like narrowing of focus and all that kind of stuff and better cognitive function until it becomes burnout is actually really useful to us because kind of like physiological point of view we're actually using those kind of stress superpowers to find a solution to whatever's going on so in that respect, stress is great. But what you're talking about is an underlying chronic stress about things that you actually didn't have any control over. And I think when you've got got a job and you've probably got very little control over that, that's when I think it, it starts to become burnout, doesn't it? And that kind of being in a situation you don't want to be in, not caring about necessarily that job anymore or anything, that and losing that kind of sense of self and sense of purpose, isn't it? Oh, great, my sense of purpose is to come to this job every day that I don't really like and is causing stress. I mean, that's the difference between stress and, and burnout, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, I couldn't give a fuck about that job by the end. <laughs> Sorry if any of my former co-workers ever listened to this. Um, love you, but I didn't love the job at the end. And I think everybody knew that because I was burnt out and there was just no coming back from it yeah. within that environment. Yeah. So, yeah, just it's it's not a good place to be. I don't want to see anyone ever get to that point. So whatever we can do to help people manage that stress in an effective, healthy way, that's a good thing. Absolutely. It's all about the coping mechanisms you use, isn't it? And I know, I've, do you know, I've even had a couple of clients, not so much now because I think people have more awareness of it, who actually thought, someone actually said this, that having coping mechanisms is for weak people. And I was like, everyone needs a coping mechanism because you you can't avoid stress. You have to cope with it somehow. And there are actually really healthy ways to cope with stress so that it doesn't become burnout. So I found that really interesting. And I, I think it's part of this, you know, what you were talking about in your video that I watched the other day that I'm very sort of passionate about is this kind of hustle and grind. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, that's why I've basically got this podcast because I want to get the message out there that you that's not you don't have to be that kind of business owner to be successful but I just thought it was very interesting that this client was very much into all of that and they were like well coping mechanisms are just for weak people that's a very old school mentality like hello we're we're not in 1995 anymore even the 1980s that was very much a hustle mentality back then it's like not 80s Wall Street, is it? Exactly. We're not having to snort ecstasy or whatever drugs it is that people do to, to be able to continue to perform. It's go and sit quietly under a tree for 15 minutes. I will feel better. Oh, I feel like that's just good life advice for any situation. Just go and sit quietly under a tree for 15 minutes. Time out. Put you in the naughty corner. Definitely. So obviously, when you 
became kind of got rid of the job and, and sort of repaired yourself for the, the sort of damage done by that how did you then move forward with having your coaching business but also making sure that you didn't end up in the same situation as you did when you had a job which is you know because obviously when you run a business it's all very new and exciting first of all and we all work too much and all that kind of stuff and, and I always think you know you start off your business doing the thing that you love like the same as me like the coaching and stuff and then you're like oh but now I have to do freaking videos where people are going to see me and I've got to do accounts and I've got to like do one and it all becomes a bit hard again doesn't it so how did you or how do you now make sure that you don't go back down that road of getting a bit overwhelmed and burned out I break things down because I like my whole thing is well two things fun and simplicity don't overcomplicate shit it nothing has to be hard nothing about life or business has to be hard keep it simple break it down into small pieces so I'm that person that will leave doing my tax return to the very last like I'm sitting there with a pile of receipts (laughs) adding things up with zero clue how much money I've actually spent in my business over the past 12 months because I just I don't want to look feels yeah. too awkward and it's going to be bad news it's never bad news but that's the story that I would tell myself so I I just got so pissed off with it one year that I'm like right every month and then I change it to every week I'm going to look at what's come in and enter it into the spreadsheet and just keep on top of things so by breaking it down I was actually able to send my stuff to the accountant like four months earlier than I normally would wow did they drop dead with like yeah she was she was shocked Like, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, just getting myself organized here. Just get my <laughs> shit together. Being a proper grown-up business owner. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's one of my biggest tips for anyone is keep it simple. Don't add doodads and bits and bobs just because they look pretty or they sound good. You don't necessarily need a team in yeah. the early days. Keep it like just do what you can handle make sure that you're breaking it down and I even break my my whole week down into blocks of time so client calls are there and and then self-care soul care lunch break I even have in my my google calendar I've got lunch go out and play (laughs) nice I like that yeah just to to get out of sitting here because this this would have been the corporate situation where you sit at your desk and you eat your lunch don't do that change your environment move go outside in the sun if you we have generally have plenty of that here but (laughs) all right don't rub it in (laughs) (laughs) yeah just just break like I said break things down move move yourself around change your environment whatever it takes to keep things fresh because otherwise you're just going to be hustling and grinding and literally grinding yourself down into a pile of dust exactly that's such a good way of putting it and I think you know I I, I said to you earlier that I watched a video that you did the other day and I really liked uh, just what you're describing there You, you know you've designed your day in a way that works for you and this sounds really obvious but with probably all of the people I work with they'll come to me and they're going like oh god 
like I've got to do this and I'm doing this and I don't really feel like it. People set up businesses because they don't want to conform to the norm, if you like. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that they've set up their business and they're conforming to what they think they should do as a business. So, you know, that fucking morning routine, like we're talking about miracle morning. Oh, I'm a business owner. I've got to like get up at 530 and then have a cold shower and then do three pages of journaling and blah, blah, blah. And then I've got, you know, I've got a launch. So I've got to walk, work a 14 hour day. And what I loved about your video is you said, you know, like find the fun in your business. And I, I say that to people all the time, like, it's your business. Run your business. Don't let it run you and do it in the way that you love. Like it's your fucking business. Like it's your rule. You, you can do whatever you like. You you yeah. won't believe the amount of times I've had to say to people, do whatever you like. I don't understand why you're just thinking that you have to do all of these things and essentially give yourself a job in your business. So I really loved that about that video. And that sounds like that's what, what you've done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm always saying to people, permission granted, whatever it is, you don't need anyone's permission. But if you feel like you do, here it is permission granted for whatever it is. So it's a lesson that I had to learn as well. So I actually had to give myself permission to only work with clients face to face, Zoom, I don't do anything in person anymore. Only in the mornings. I'm not getting on a call at 6 a.m. Just Mm. no. (laughs) No, I don't have to do that. But I get that that works for um, UK clients because otherwise it's getting a bit late in the in the evening. But Mm. I can't do it anymore. So sorry, UK peeps. Yeah, give yourself permission. Um, I've blocked off a lunch break as a reminder to myself soul care happens in the afternoon and I learned that by trial and error because I was trying to push through with a a project I'd set myself a deadline I was in the zone and then I just suddenly realized my brain is no longer functioning in the afternoons it's that that traditional like 3 p.m slump that people get which I I mainly attribute to the crappy food that people eat. But it still happens to me and it's it's a more of a mental energy. It's not physical. Mm. I'm just tapped out by one o'clock. So usually between one and two, I'll go and do meditation or take a nap. Yeah. Oh, I'm a fan of nap. That's really interesting because I get clients to do a little exercise because this is all to do with your ultradian rhythm, you know, the same way as you sleep in in cycles you have those those cycles when you're awake and it's called your basic rest activity cycle so quite often I'll get clients to do this exercise where we sort of track you know every hour you know how are you feeling alertness do you feel alert or do you feel sleepy all of that kind of stuff and then we'll get them to sort their tasks that they need to do in their business into high energy and low energy and I just like, well, match the tasks to how you feel. Like you're allowed to do that. And it's quite interesting with creative people that, you know, that you work with. A lot of them get do their creative tasks when they're starting to feel a little bit more tired because that's when your subconscious brain will take over and you get all these amazing ideas about yes. why I was getting really amazing ideas in the shower and stuff because you've kind of switched off, haven't you? So meditation. I quite often sit down, I'll pop my headphones on, I I put an eye mask on just to really do, try and black everything out. Yeah. And then the downloads come and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> it's really annoying, isn't it? 
and where's my notepad quick or grab grab my phone and record a note in otter or something just so that I can capture it so fun times where were you when I was trying to figure that shit out myself I mean obviously (laughs) I figured it out but it did take a long time I could have done with your like yeah that makes perfect sense (laughs) but but at least you did figure it out you would be amazed at the amount of clients I have who've been in business for like like maybe 10-15 years and have not figured out that they're allowed to structure it however they want I know it's crazy yeah it is or you know because you know we both work in the online space obviously and that is so prevalent isn't it you've got to have a morning routine you've got to I think we made a joke earlier before I started recording about cold water stuff which you know because I'm going in the sea but at the moment that's very fashionable isn't it like online business owners you know morning routine cold water therapy and that kind of again like conforming to what they think they should be doing rather than what actually works for them yeah just work it out like obviously take the information from everybody but Mm. do what feels right what feels fun and good for you and gets the results don't just push on and do something because it's trendy and if miserable don't do it (laughs) I say that to people about their diets and stuff all the time like don't eat things because you think they're healthy and you absolutely hate them I mean like how long are you going to do that for not very not very long probably no no, it's just a bit hard, isn't it? That we all still want little rules about what to do, even though we don't really like rules, apparently, and that we don't like the things that we're doing. We just carry on doing them. It's very yeah, oh no, I can't. I can't eat that. I can't yeah. do that. Of course you can. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> And talking about doing things in in your own way, I know that we've talked a little bit or, you know, on your form, you put a little bit about exercise and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you talked about, you know, doing things, something that I love, CrossFit and stuff, and and discovering that that kind of stuff doesn't really work for you. And and that's due to some kind of health stuff that you had to go on earlier in your life, isn't it? Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you've managed to work around that or with that to, to actually be a really healthy version of yourself yes so as a kid I was very active I was just thinking about this the other day um I'm not intentionally there was no oh I've got to do this I was swimming every single day I was riding my bike and just having a blast I would go to the local swimming pool and smash out a kilometer just for fun. It was a bit of a shock in my early 20s. Obviously, I'd discovered alcohol by then. (laughs) (laughs) And exercise had sort of fallen by the wayside, unless you call stumbling home from the pub exercise. (laughs) And I had been married maybe 18 months. We got married very young. And I was like, why are my legs not working particularly well? Like something wrong with my knee. And then, oh, no, there's weird, just weird things going on. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And eventually people around me were saying, you've lost a lot of weight and you actually don't look healthy. Can you please go and see your doctor? And I'm like, fine then. And and she ran some tests and she told me afterwards that she thought I had multiple sclerosis. Wow. The good news is it wasn't. But she referred me to a neurologist who also thought I had multiple sclerosis. It turned out after an MRI that I had a benign tumour. They didn't know it was benign at the time, but I had a tumour growing inside my spinal column, crushing my spinal cord. So it it was not inside the cord. I think that's a, quite an a important distinction to make. 
It was yeah. just crowding it out. And yeah. if we hadn't found it, it would have actually just severed my spinal cord eventually. That was a bit of fun. Um, there's 24-year-old me going, what the hell? I'm just getting started in life and I've got to deal with, I don't even know what this is. Had surgery. Thankfully, they discovered that it was benign. They just whipped it on out of there. Um, did a lot of physical therapy, but I still have numb patch down the side of my body because they had to cut nerves. That affects my balance. A lot of things that I used to do are just a whole other level of hard and it's 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 a bit like pushing through mud at sometimes I adapted to that and then when I was 28 after having had a baby I'm like oh something's not right here I'm like god damn it and I had sworn after the first one I'm never going through that again I jinxed it because what do you know it was back again when I was 28 and so they I had another surgery I had to learn to walk again Post-op, second time, I was I was better, better in air quotes. <laughs> it, it took a few more years before I mm-hmm. decided I am sick of just trundling through life. I was just sort of sticking in the status quo, walking around. I, I could run, but I hadn't really given it a good crack. And I think I was l- mid-30s when I went, I don't want to feel like this anymore. There's so much more that I am capable of. And I really wanted to push the boundaries. And so I joined a boot camp that some friends were running and that was amazing. Then he bloody went off and joined the army commandos. I mean, how dare he? That is very selfish and inconvenient. So rude, but he was, I'm also very grateful to him because he introduced me to CrossFit. And so I I did go off and join a regular gym with a personal trainer for a while because I don't like having to come up with my own workouts. Let's no. just put that out there. I just want to rock up and have someone say, here's what you're doing today. And, and I'll go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Let's get on with it. So, yeah, I, I eventually dived into CrossFit proper and, oh, my God, I loved it. Um, and I was just so determined to be at my fittest and healthiest and most awesome by the time I turned 40. Definitely achieved that. But around the same time, I also stacked it in the office one day wearing astronomically high heels and ended up needing a ligament reconstruction. That actually put put the, the kibosh on doing CrossFit. But what that whole phase taught me was that regardless of what limitations you may think you have, mm. you're capable of so much more. It really is your mindset, whether it's food, because I was I was being hyper-disciplined with food. I was doing CrossFit six days a week and just loving it, doing lifting heavy weights and running long distances. As a fellow CrossFitter, I'm sure you're familiar with the the workout called Murph. Yes. God. Yeah, I can I did that. It's amazing. I, I've done it a few times in and uh, using different ways to break it up and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, I know people make fun of CrossFit and say like, you know, you all drink the CrossFit Kool-Aid and you're all like it's like a cult and stuff, but I think it's quite 
difficult to describe. I think it's a a feeling of going through something that at the time feels very traumatic with a group of (laughs) people, isn't it? And it's very bonding. And for me, and and maybe for you as well, as a woman, to be able to go and just chuck heavy shit around and people go like, wow, that's amazing. That made me feel strong in a different way than just feeling strong. Yeah, like I loved going and like in the office, people would be like, oh, don't lift that. I'll get one of the boys to lift that box. I'm like, I got this. So that was a whole lot of fun. Just it felt really powerful. And I just I really enjoyed the community aspect of it. it. Everybody's going through the same torture together and we had an absolute blast. Absolutely. It it was finding the fun in fitness and being healthy. And so it it may look like a cult from the outside, but it's a hell of a good time. It is. And I think, you know, that is really inspiring to hear you talk about, you know, going and doing something that people assume is fairly extreme after going through that experience and like that really resonates with me because uh, I've got I had a spinal fusion surgery so I, I broke yes. my back yeah and I returned to CrossFit afterwards but I think the thing that people don't realize and I assume you know because you were younger than I was when it happened to me but I had been at the fittest that I'd ever been in my life And it wasn't the physical thing. It was the mental thing, because obviously having a surgery on your back, like your back is just it's not like breaking an ankle, is it? It's like a really very invasive, really scary. And I think for me, because when I had my surgery, I think I was 39 I I had that feeling of you know when you start to get to 40 and then I've had something done which makes you feel very debilitated and you've gone from suddenly being able to lift loads of heavy shit and run around to like oh my god I'm over the fucking hill I'm 40 I've had my my back bolted back together I'll never be able to do anything again blah 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 and being able to go from that to going back to CrossFit and boxing and stuff like that. I know how hard that was for me. So I can't imagine going through that process once and then finding out you've got to have another surgery and then almost like oh. going through the whole thing again. It must have been so difficult. It was devastating. But I took, so the first first time I was given the diagnosis, I was on my own. Hubby hadn't been able to get away from work. And so I just, I said, well, we're not doing that again. So the second time... <laughs> We, we knew that I wanted him to be there when I got the news. And I remember it was obviously what we expected. Yes, it's back again. We need to go through surgery again. And we got in the car and I, I cried for five minutes. And then I just somehow snapped out of it. And I'm like, all right, what, what can I control here? Yeah. I can control my mindset pull things together. And I, it was a couple of weeks before I was able to have that surgery. And so I was still at work. And the number of people who would come up to me at, and they go, oh, look, um, I'm really sorry. I've, I've just heard your news. Yeah. How are you feeling? And I'm, what I really wanted to say was I'm actually not okay, but I'm going to smile and um, just yeah. carry on because what the fuck else am I going to do? Exactly. Like seriously. Yeah. I'm good. Thanks very much. I'm feeling great about this. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a huge mental game for mm. me. 
Absolutely. Not a great game, not a fun game at the time, but um, honestly, if you can make a game out of any of the challenges that you come up against, how can I overcome this first piece? Okay, cool, got that. One of the hardest things for me to deal with was I was given a 20% chance of being able to walk after that second surgery. Wow. And ever since then, it's been my mission to challenge things you don't tell me the odds you being able to do something because that's just like game on yeah don't tell me I can't work full-time and be a mum to teenage boys and run an online business because it's all too much watch me and I think a lot of the time that is a great thing isn't it like I had something similar where like my surgeon said to me you'll never do crossfit again you'll never squat you'll never run you just have to walk and do swimming and I was like oh really <laughs> crossfit six weeks later you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but I think that's mostly that's a really positive trait to have isn't it but I think a lot of the time having that trait and that type of personality can also exacerbate you know when being put in an environment like an online running an online business and putting in this you know personal development environment and stuff like that it can sometimes be a little bit of a burden as well can't it it sure can and I'm constantly having to check myself I'm like (laughs) okay is this actually the thing that I need to be spending my time and energy on is that there's there's like three main things is it serving my clients is it fun do I actually enjoy this and does it make me any money because if I'm just faffing about making graphics on Canva for an afternoon that's all great it's fun but come on it's yeah it's having that little bit of a reality check every so often Yeah. yeah yeah just quick assessment so are you now happy with how you've set your business up and are you happy with that you can do everything that you need to do health-wise around your business and do you feel that your business now has a positive effect on your health or maybe your health has a positive effect on your business? Oh it's definitely both it's um, the business makes me stick to my health goals to eat healthy because if I don't so I gave up alcohol in 2016 Mm because I just got sick of waking up feeling a bit meh I thought I'll I'll just give it up for a week and see how I go and it's been a really long week (laughs) and I gave up sugar in 2018 Mm -hmm. so those were two things that I know were holding me back energy wise Um, I I just don't do that because I cannot be the creative, intuitive person that I am. I can't perform at my best when I'm a bit fuzzy. And then exercise definitely helps the creativity as well because just over a year ago, I kicked myself in the the butt and decided to do yoga every single day because I was – going down that road of sitting all day, every day. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, got to be working on the business. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I caught myself. I'm like, no, 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 you can't be doing this. I was getting developing a pain in my left hip. What, am I going to need a hip replacement or something? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not going there. So yoga has definitely been a huge plus for me. And that forces me 
to make sure I'm doing all of the business stuff within this time frame because at 4 p.m. every day, that's yoga time. Yeah. And I've got to be done by then. So it really does help structure the day, both mm. ends, business and exercise. And do you think that, you know, now that you're doing all these sort of health behaviors, that's obviously having that positive effect on your business in terms of like say more creativity more energy more you know I think people don't realize if you're healthy it can make your profits healthy as well there is this direct sort of correlation isn't there absolutely yeah when you're feeling good like I'm I'm a little bit practical and I'm a little bit woo so Mm. when you're feeling good you're putting out the good vibes you are naturally going to attract the people and the resources and the money that you want yeah it's all going to be amazing so keep yourself in top shape and on that note my final question what is your best top tip for someone who is either just starting a business or thinking about starting a business for them to not to go down the sort of hustle and grind route where we know that in a few years time that's going to all end badly how What's the best way of trying to build your business but also stay healthy and achieve balance as well? I'm going to take it all the way back to those spine surgeries. If I had been listening to my body, and I mean listening to the little whispers, and I I love just reminding people that the universe doesn't scream, it doesn't shout, it whispers at you. So it will be giving you these little nudges of intuition that you need to pay attention to something. Pay attention to those things so that you're in tune with your body. If I had listened better back then, it wouldn't have got as bad as it did. And that's how I knew that it was back again long before mega symptoms that I had the first time showed up. And that's why when I went back to my doctor, I just said, I think it's back and she went, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I think it is too. That has been really instrumental in helping me to know when something is slightly out of alignment. Yeah. So things are going out of balance in the workplace. How can I balance that back with looking after myself better so yeah. that I'm not letting the hustle take over? Yeah. And, of course, like I've already said, keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> For the love of God. it's simple don't overcomplicate shit and make sure you're having fun not just in your work because oh look I can get fully absorbed in a project and we were talking about editing videos and stuff before I I once spent 10 hours editing videos because I'd set myself a deadline I'd recorded them all the day before and I'm like oh it's only gonna take a couple of hours no it took 10 hours to edit and I was just in the zone fully overcomplicating it it was not fun Um, I'm like oh this this will be easy this is a lark no it's not fun Um, make sure you're building fun into every single day don't keep putting it off Um, with this I'll be happy when I'll do that when do something fun every single day that is purely for you if you like ice cream if you like sunbathing naked whatever it is I don't do either of those things but (laughs) just random thoughts that have just popped into my (laughs) random examples that's quite a lot about you isn't it randomly (laughs) naked people and ice cream (laughs) 
Oh, that is awesome advice. I really like the advice about uh, listening to your body because I think people are so disassociated from the natural kind of safety nets that our body gives us all the time. So if you think about, you know, your body tells you, I'm tired and you're like, fuck this, I'm on another Netflix binge again. Or, you know, your body says, hey, I'm hungry. Oh, sorry, I'm too busy doing these emails. Or, hey, I'm full. Oh, like, sorry, this food is delicious and I'm eating it while watching TV, so I'm not really noticing what I'm eating. It's, you know, we completely ignore all of these signals, don't we, and disassociate almost from our bodies. And so I think that's a really important piece of advice to just, like, listen and and try and pick up these little clues that our bodies give us all the time. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Deirdre. This has been a really fun episode. I didn't expect anything less from you, really, but also packed full of really useful advice as well. It's been really interesting to get to know you a bit better and listen to your story. Oh, right there, getcha. So good to actually talk to you. I know, I know. Amazing. Right. Um, I will be back next week with a solo episode. So until then, take care of yourself. (laughs) 